Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, the weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amy. And welcome to episode 135, season 7, episode 10, entitled Florida, originally airing January 17th, 2013. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. After Tracy criticizes Liz for not being spontaneous enough, she decides to go with Jack to Florida as he goes to settle his mother's affairs and also get a free trip to Harry Potter World at Universal. With Liz and Jack out of the office, that means that Jenna and Tracy are in charge. But after taking on important duties like telling the delivery man where to put the water and ordering three million oranges for the studio, after legal informs them, that Hazel is filing a lawsuit against the network for uh, inappropriate behavior, they're tasked with getting everyone at TGS to sign an affidavit, an affidavit stating they've never seen any inappropriate behavior, leading Kenneth to a moral conundrum. That's, and that's it. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty, uh, pretty uncommon two-story two uh, episode, if well, not, but sort of three because Jacks like because Jacks and Liz are yeah. very closely intertwined, I guess. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, this is definitely one of those less meta about TV and more meta about Thirty Rock's existence itself. In that, I mean, even I think even the opening joke is Tracy making comments about classic Tracy line. You're gonna miss this when it's gone, and obviously the very end of the episode of them being canceled is. Uh, yeah. On the, but also the whole conversation of Liz asking Jack, like, why didn't we ever hook up or why didn't we ever get together is very much them answering the question that I'm sure a ton of fans yeah. had while the show was nearing its finale or whatever. Dear mouth breathers, here's why we never <laughs> hooked up. Yeah. And I do think that they answer it in a, in, in what could be considered a satisfying way um, that doesn't betray the characters' personalities that we've come to know. Like, they're both not compatible because they both have similar but differing personalities in that yeah I don't know I, I feel like if you walked away from this episode still upset about it then it's just something that you're hung up on not really anything fault with the show or whatever but other than that like this is a fine episode it just feels I don't know I, I can't maybe you could help me describe it a better way but it just feels like it's not quite enough. I feel like there's just something missing, if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess it, well, it does feel very ramping up to the finale and tying it more in. So you're, you, but I do think that the revelation we get about Colleen's character is is pretty good and really comes out of nowhere. Yeah, based on what we know about her. So it was a good, good little uh, I don't know, last um, I don't know twist on her send off. Yeah, and they and they play it. They treat it as well as you could considering like they're not super over the top with you know that she was in a uh, late state a late age relationship with another woman like they don't get grossed Spoiler out alert. other than they just are like shocked because it's like no one could have seen this coming um, well right because it's very out of uh, very, yeah, what, what we know about Colleen's character and seeing, but, but, which is mostly through Jack though I mean we've obviously we've seen her obviously we've seen how she acts but a lot of what we get is also filtered directly through Jack right yeah sort of a bias presentation yeah. of her character but yeah no it's just uh, it was it, that was super funny especially the whole line about I know that they're not lumpy flowers they're my mother's vagina 
Like that's the pottery, a, the pottery. Yeah, that's such a funny line because it's just yeah. like he knew, he knew all along, and now he has to do. He just with didn't it. want to admit it to yeah. himself. Yeah. No, it's 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 a fine episode. It just kind of late in the game to sort of really start having these kind of revelations, but they're not bad. I don't think so. I don't think so. <clears throat> because I mean, it presents. I guess. I guess. The, I guess. I say revelation. I guess the conversation really. Of, oh, okay. The Liz and Jack conversation seems like a little late in the game because it's just like you should have accepted that they're not getting together because there's nothing at this point that would drive them together. But yeah, I mean, it was a little bit just we're ending. We, you know, we're answering the <laughs> basically directly addressing the people who wanted them to yeah. get together at some yeah. point. Yeah, and then we finally get. Uh, well, we get the penultimate setup to Liz's. Uh, adoption slash baby situation so that's oh. that's fun but then there's another twist right after that that we'll get to yeah that was picks up the phone and knows who it is immediately which sub which subverts the subversions they did in the last episode that is true you're right although it is undercut by a joke because yeah <laughs> that's so funny um but there's also another twist yeah um any other thoughts before we hop in let's Take a jet down to Florida. Right, Harry Potter world, here we come. All right, so our cold open, it's going to be a little bit long, um, but it is setting up both storylines. Uh, first, Tracy's sort of implanting the idea that Liz is no fun, and then the Jack and Liz trip to Florida. Really, Ben? Oh, thank you so much. That is wonderful news. Wonderful news? The last time I said that was when my pet news learned the true meaning of Christmas. Classic Tracy, you missed this. Anyway, that was one of the adoption agencies we're working with, and they may have a kid who's perfect for us. He's a three-year-old boy from Transylvania. Stay with me. His name is Dracul. Hear me out. He is a hemophiliac with a sleep disorder. Children change everything. Right now, you can do what you want. But once you have kids, you have to be on their schedule, watch their cartoons, and touch their poop. Tracy, you still do whatever you want. That's right, I do. But you don't. So have fun while you can. Be spontaneous. You know, stop being yourself. I'm spontaneous. For instance, I started talking before I had an example of how I'm spontaneous. Poor Liz. She's just realized she's in the fear of missing out period of her life. Thanks, Tracy. But she is spontaneous. She says so herself, even though she can't think of an example. Can't name one example, and I can't think of one example in the show's run that she was actually spontaneous. Uh, let's see. Everything she's done has been part of a plan, or I don't think she's ever really done anything at that rant. I guess getting married. I say that's pretty spontaneous, right? That was a little spontaneous. That's pretty part- I mean, it is definitely spontaneous, but they were going to plan to get married anyway. But- Alright, so see, we started that conversation not having an example and we found one, so. Alright. You know another example? That time that Jack had to go to Florida and Liz decided she would go too to be spontaneous. When did that happen? Oh, it's happening now. Nice haul, Mr. CEO. Did you get my gift? I assume it was the bottle of wine with the card reading, Dear Doritos. What about just selling bags full of your dust? I could put it on chicken or fish. Obviously, there was a mix-up. I wrote you a very heartfelt note that said, Congratulations on becoming CEO. 
Do you know anyone at Doritos? Well, I'm not CEO yet. The board has to rubber stamp me. There'll be a party for me later this week. Then I have to drive around with my headlights off until someone flashes me. Then I have to, well, it's not important. In the meantime, I'm tying up some loose ends. I'm heading down to Florida this afternoon to take care of my mother's estate. Fittingly, she left everything to her live-in nurse, Martha, the house I paid for, the silver, my grandfather's purple heart. It's terrible what alcoholism can do to the body. She really didn't leave you anything? That's not very nice. I loved my mother, Lemon, obviously, because of Stockholm Syndrome. But she was, on her best day, a miserable old crone whose only joy came in sharing her unhappiness with others, even in death. She is the only person in the world to have sarcastic last words. I just want you to be happy. Oh, Mother, how I miss you. Anyway, I thought you might like to come to Florida with me. I can get you a VIP pass to Universal's Harry Potter world. Okay, I am not some kind of nerdery slut. I like Star Wars. Lemon, I'm not relishing this trip. It would be nice to have someone with me. Are you coming or not? Yes, I am. How's that for spontaneous Florida on a work day? <laughs> to that store that sells long sleeve SPF shirts. Nerdery slut. What a turn of phrase. Yeah, that was so funny. Although Liz decides to do something spontaneously and then does something, well, I guess it's not, not spontaneous, but very in character to go to get the SPF long sleeve shirts. Very careful, yeah. very um, understandable. She can't stray too far from no. who she is. I've never actually, are there, I assume those are real shirts, right? That's a real thing? That's not just a TV joke? I mean, can you get sunburned through long sleeves? I have no idea. But I mean, floor is a completely different That's climate. That's true, quite the sun yeah. down there. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of things I want to comment. The um, the Doritos line about just sell your dust, blah, blah, blah. I've never actually, so uh, I'm someone who likes to just sort of scroll through Instagram and look at like really cool recipes or like, you know, unique recipes or whatever. And one day, one day I'll make some, but not today. But I haven't, I have never actually seen anything with Doritos crumbs or Doritos dust, but I have seen people do things with like, um, like potato chips, like barbecue, barbecue potato chips and sour cream and onion, like things like that. Sort of like, instead of using like panko, panko crumbs or breadcrumbs, they will use like potato chips and just sort of smash them up and use those as mm -hmm. like a breading. And I don't know how well that works because I feel like it's a completely different beast altogether than breadcrumbs to Is it? Yeah, I mean, I mean Doritos, are Doritos like, aren't basically chips are more like starch, it. right? I mean, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they all—all the, all the outcomes look good, but I mean, yeah. who knows how many they had to make to get that shot? But, seven. Um, so I mean, like, it wouldn't be far off to make like a Doritos spice or a Doritos dust, maybe as like a breading. But does that exist? That must. I feel like it must exist. Like you can just buy like 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 you know like you can buy other I've never seen herbs it. and spices yeah. but just, right not like I mean not like anything you can get in like any grocery store but just like a novelty maybe I, I mean I guess I would be somewhat surprised if that hasn't already existed um if it hasn't then it certainly will at some point because that's just such a yeah, like such, I mean especially if something's becoming a social media I mean I guess you can buy like cheddar cheese powder that's probably the closest Get. and people are making mm. a Doritos power based on spice spice blends but yeah Doritos spice blend that seems like not, like something mm. that should already exist maybe they did try it and it didn't take off and now people are just sort of creating it themselves maybe or maybe they just haven't uh, actually done it yet I don't know maybe interesting seems like a very millennial style spice to sell 
Oh, and do you did you ever remember growing up? I don't know, hopefully your mother wasn't like mine, but the whole thing of if you're driving around and you see someone with their headlights off and you flash them, don't do that because it's a it's a quote unquote gang initiation mm-hmm. and that they will then turn you turn around and hunt like follow you down and wreck you and then beat you up or and or kill you. I mean, I feel like I remember knowing that was an urban legend, but I don't think yeah. that my mother... It was just another one of those things my mom would tell us when we'd started driving or doing anything without Watch out all the gas pumps. They got the AIDS needles mm-hmm. on them. Gas pumps got AIDS needles. Soda machines have AIDS needles. Don't flash your headlights at people without their headlights on. They'll kill you. You know, totally normal mom things to say. Yeah. But his line about, like, I guess, like an initiation to become a CEO reminded me of that and I don't know I don't know if that urban legend persists or not because I'm not around any kids so it, it probably, probably does or there's a completely different form of it or something like yeah, that yeah I mean maybe not AIDS needles but <laughs> some kind of meth needles ne- meth needles <laughs> yeah heroin needles well heroin needles are definitely a real thing right you can find far probably likely more uh, prominently than AIDS needles thanks prep oh dear um Anyway, after our opening, um, Jenna and Tracy set up their storyline by learning that they are the ones now in charge, since seemingly the only two above them are Jack and Liz. And Pete. Oh, that's right, and Pete. Yeah, well, Pete gets a, a shout-out. Hey, I need somebody to sign for this water. Oh, no. You need a nobody to sign for that water. We're on TV. Okay, then who's in charge? Well, Liz, but she's in Florida. Or Pete, but he went to a line producer's convention in Albany. I saw him back a wig. Tracy, does this mean we're in charge? Where do you want the water? Sorry, where is Liz Lemon? She's out of the office. Is there anything we can help you with? We've got about well, 10 minutes before we've got to go watch shopping. Well, this does affect the two of you. I'm Martin Luther King from NBC's in-house counsel. A former TGS employee has filed a harassment lawsuit against this production and both of you individually. The complainant is seeking damages in the amount of $50 million. Hold my calls, giant B. I assume you know this woman. What's her name? Get it? Is the giant bee because it's a buzzing sound? Or is that just like another Tracy non sequitur joke? Yeah, I think that is just a Tracyism. Okay. It doesn't really sound like a bee, but why Why not? Why would he not interpret that way? I don't know. Yeah. Half of that scene is visual. Like once they sign off on the water, for whatever reason, they just think, give it an elevator ride. Uh, and then they... Uh, they knock a forklift into stage props, and then finally they find a rotten orange in the fridge and decide to order some more. A oranges. rotten orange among ever, all the food in yeah, the fridge looks rotten. Also, but... uh, they decide to do something about it and order three million oranges because why not? Uh, you never know when you might need a few. Yeah, extra. you need that citrus, that vitamin C. You need it. And then Tracy and Jenna can revive for it. Uh, but I guess uh, our big guest star of this episode. Uh, it's Tim Meadows, who I think before 
Daryl Hammond on SNL, I think was the, and I mean, uh, Keenan Thompson's uh, overstayed both of them now. Um, <laughs> they overstayed his welcome. No, 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 overstayed. I mean, he's been on there the longest yeah. out of anybody, but um, Tim Meadows was the, he was a multi-generational SNL guy. I think he, I think he was late, late 80s, early 90s. And he stayed into the early 2000s, uh, well through the Mike Myers, the Will Ferrells, and in, I think into the like, early Jimmy Fallon, Tina Fey era of SNL. He was around there a really long time. And yeah, I mean, he was great. He was, he was always a really good straight man. Um, I think his most prominent character was the ladies' man, which is like um, someone stuck in the 70s, like sex hotline, you know, call-in show. Uh, he got a movie out of it, so... Congratulations. Um, I, I definitely definitely one of the lesser known SNL uh, film library. Uh, but Tim Meadows has always been like a genuinely funny guy. Again, just usually plays like the straight man. And he's definitely definitely playing that role here in Martin Luther King. <laughs> Such a great name. So silly. Um, but yeah. Uh, are you familiar with Tim Meadows? Well, of course, from Mean Girls. True, the principal in Mean Girls. But I say everything I've seen him in, he's been, I guess, a principal. Because <laughs> it was that Tom and cast. the Goldbergs, because he uh, recorded. I think he's, he's in the, the spinoff too, isn't he? Uh, he might have. I don't know. The spinoff got canceled. I thought he might have because it took it, school. Yeah, because it took yeah. place the same school, so but it was just one of the characters name. from. It took place in the '90s, and one of the characters who was in high school in the Goldbergs was now like a teacher. Mm. So it would have made sense if he was still the principal there. But I can't. I only watched like one or two episodes, and I was like, yeah. Um. Oh, just kidding. He played. He did. He played just a dad in Son of Zorn. Well, I mean. Oh, that's right. I kind of forgot about that show. Which that was a show that I feel like. What? Well, it it wasn't bad, but it had like such like a interesting like premise that it could have been more creative. It felt more like an Adult Swim show. They yeah. had to be toned down a lot for it to be on Fox. That's that's a good way to. Um, because I mean, it was definitely like describe it odd and it had that adult swim feel um but just it lost seemingly some of its edge or lost something about it that just didn't translate well enough into a primetime sitcom uh network tv show yeah yeah only lasted a season was that that was a jason sudeikis thing right wasn't he zorn didn't he voice zorn uh, I'm gonna say yes because yes, it says Jason Sudeikis is the voice, and the uh, son is the guy that plays what's his name Superstore. Yeah, Bo. Bo. I can't on think of the actor's yeah. name, but... and Cheryl Hines, of course. Oh yeah, Cheryl Hines. In between Kirby enthusiasm, I was gonna say. I mean, honestly, like her character in Summer's Orton was like not that dissimilar from her uh, Curb oh. character. Yeah, yeah. No, Tim Meadows is cool. He's a good guy. Hooray! Apparently he was in Mean Girls too, which I uh, oh. didn't know. But good for him. Get that okay. uh, direct to DVD. Um, what's the? Paycheck? Oh, did you? There's a Netflix movie. I, it, I said no. It's it's another remake of um, Can't Buy Me Love, or uh, it's 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 literally the same name as a movie that uh, already exists. It's just being remade for a new generation. That but it's this. It's the director of Mean Girls. Is behind it. Um, but it's basically it's you know popular person turns geek into oh, prom that does, material. That sounds familiar. I think I um, yeah I think I've heard of it. I can't think of what it's called right now. Let's but it's like see. can't buy me love. Um, uh, how what she wants or something. It's something like that. 
He's All That. He's, yeah. A remake of She's All That. Yeah, which is a remake of Can't Buy Me Love. Oh, God, Addison Rae. Some generic-looking... Yeah, he looks like literally create an actor 101. He does not look like a real person to me. Apparently, Rachel Lee Cook is uh, in it, so she must play a mom or a teacher or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just, I mean, like, it's definitely like when you see the trailer, it gives the whole movie away, and knowing that it's a remake, you know how it's going to end, kind of thing. Right. But yeah, yeah, it's a Netflix movie. You kind of get what you. It comes out in two weeks or so. There you go. And now that's in your cookies. You're welcome. Hooray. You'll see more ads for it now. Meanwhile, in Florida, Jack and Liz are learning a little bit more about Colleen than they ever knew. So, these are the things your mother wanted you to have. Oh. The baby shoes she found after that fire. God, she loved looting. Colleen was such a lovely woman. Thank you, Martha, but you don't have to do that. I mean, you knew Colleen. And there's so much I'll miss. Her kindness, her laugh. Her laugh. Of course. Oh, she was the happiest person I ever met. Sure. Uh, remind me of some of the happy things my mother would do. Oh, you know, tell jokes. And the pranks. Her nickname here was Mrs. Silly. <laughs> uh, tell me, Martha, how long did you work for my mother exactly? I'm sorry. What the hell was that? She'll miss Colleen's laughter. That woman clearly didn't even know my mother. This is a scam. She took advantage of an old lady. I saw this on Dateline. Next, we'll be holding hands in adjacent bathtubs. Or maybe that was a Cialis commercial. It's all a blur. I'm calling the police. Thank you for calling Florida Emergency Services. If this is regarding an anaconda in a crawl space, press 1. If a sinkhole full of Indian bones has appeared in your living room, press 2. If you want to know why Jack wasn't on this week, press 3. If you're shopping... Why can't we just cut this state adrift and let it crash into Cuba? We'll just solve this ourselves, like that woman on Dateline who tried to solve her sister's murder, then disappeared. But we won't go scuba diving with the husband. And then when Martha comes back, I'll distract her while you sneak around and go through her things. It's a caper. Who's spontaneous now, Tracy? Flora's getting the business in this episode. It's a dangerous place. Anacondas and the... And the, the, the the sinkholes the sink, and yeah. Indian bones. And you don't know, with Jag, what's, where's the Jag? I get, that has to come from a real place. You know someone's probably For called sure. someone about, why is Jag well, not there's a lot of retirees in Florida. Right. Retirees love uh, and procedurals old, like Jag. And, uh, and they didn't see it. Wasn't, it wasn't on this week. Where, where's the Jag? It's an emergency. Where's Jag? where's Jag? So are you being murdered? I just need to know where Jag is. <laughs> I would imagine a Republican now saying that Florida needs to be cut off from the rest of the world. Well, maybe secretly. Not, uh, not, I don't know. Not, not out loud. I mean, they need that state right now. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, not right now. It's on fire. But yeah. during, during, during most elections. Yeah, every four years, that's important. The other three, maybe. That's, that's, that's their problem to deal with. Liz is like smart enough to watch Dateline and she thinks she knows the ins and outs. She's like, no, we are the famous last words, right? Like we're the ones that are not going to get caught. We know all of the ins and outs and how to solve the solution. I guess we'll have to see. Don't go scuba diving with the husband. Meanwhile, back at TGS, Martin Luther King gives the rundown on Hazel's uh, affidavit slash lawsuit. 
Okay, start from the beginning. Well, the plaintiff's deposition alleges that... No, further back. What kind of dinosaur was your grandfather? Um, the plaintiff alleges that there is a widespread culture of depravity here at TGS. Sexual harassment, intimidation, threats of violence. Her deposition is very gross. I'm going to use this doll to show you what Tracy and Jenna did to me. No, no, no. Yes. <clears throat> She's lying like a rug. Rug is an offensive term for Persians that I made up. We would never do that to a page. Maybe that tall Asian one. Oh, yeah, Miranda. Her hair is so thick and black. Please don't include me in this. Look, Legal views this as a frivolous lawsuit. Hazel Wassername, a.k.a. Richard Drench, has a long history of suing former employers. So all we need is for everyone who works at TGS to sign this affidavit saying that they have never witnessed or been party to any inappropriate behavior. I once played a lawyer in a movie, so I know all about winning your son's love back thanks to a magic camera. Yes, movies are terrible. Well, don't worry. We'll get everyone to sign. We really don't want this to go to court for a number of reasons. You two could be personally liable for any damages. Hank Hooper hates any type of negative publicity like this. And I didn't super duper finish law school. So... I didn't super duper finish law school, so... I didn't pass the bar, but you know, I did everything else all right. All right. So speaking of revelations we get in this episode... Richard Drench. Richard Drench. That's an interesting name. How do you get that name? Is that a is that a real name? Is that like sounds a like a fake name? name? Yeah. Right. That's true. I guess we don't know if like Richard Drench is the original name and mm-hmm. Hazel is the alias, or like Hazel is and like Richard is an, is an yeah. alias. Well, in the video later, she does like she does say, hey, it's me, Richard Dredge. So yeah. maybe that is her real name, or maybe it's just a cover name that she's she's using at the time. But Yeah. But if you, it's funny, like, if you watch her deposition video, and apparently it runs for four hours, so I don't even know. There's a lot of shady well, things going on at TGS. But I've always loved that as a cutaway joke because it's just one of those things, like, there's so much context missing and you're never going to get the answer, but it's all just super funny because you're just like, once she's like, I'm just going to show you what they did. And the next cut is 10 minutes later, meaning there's somewhere in those 10 minutes something else happening. But that 10 minutes is her being jammed into either Jenna or Tracy's shirt. And then one's being coddled and sung to. Another is being screamed at. Another's being stepped on. Like, it's like whether she's being true or not, it's an outrageous deposition. And it's like, I'd like to see all of that, please. But. <laughs> Maybe maybe after an hour I'd be like, okay, I can't I can't take any more of this. But I've always liked that, and I, I definitely love the setup of because usually when you hear her deposition is very you know uh, uh, what's a lawyer word like very dangerous or very incriminating. I guess is probably the best word. He's like her deposition is very gross. <laughs> it's so good. It's such a good line delivery. But yeah, Richard Drench. I mean, it shortens to Dick Drench, which Disgusting. sounds like a porn star name. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, or a porn title. God, that's true. Yeah, boy, bang. <sighs> Meanwhile, back in Florida, Liz discovers a possible truth that she can't quite confirm. I'm sorry about that. I just miss your mother so much. She was an angel that fell from heaven. Uh, yes, so was Lucifer. Do you have a bathroom I could use? Oh, 
down at the end of the hole. I may be in there a while because I have a gluten thing that turns my business white. Just, Just go! go. So, Martha, tell me some more funny Colleen stories. Colleen had two night tables? Kama Sutra? Huh? Who's M? my manners. This is Florida. Let me boil up a pot of hot Gatorade. Is blue okay? Uh. Jack, bedroom! Lies. Martha's been telling me Colleen loved children and animals. The only animal Colleen ever bought me was a minor bird who was later revealed to be Colleen's personal spy. I told that bird everything. No, Jack, it's not a scam. I think Martha and Colleen were together. Have you lost your mind? It's a thing. Men die first and these older women are alone and turn to each other for companionship. Like my Aunt Linda and her roommate Jean. But they weren't lesbians. Oh my God, of course they were. Lemon, listen to what you're saying. Colleen Donaghy was gay. She stopped watching the Bruins because Derek Sanderson's mustache made him look, quote, like he takes his sandwich with a pickle. They shared a bed, Jack. A sleep number bed set to two drastically different firmness levels. Only an insane person would do that if they were sleeping alone. Insane! Martha tricked Colleen into thinking she was her friend, and of course two friends can share a bed. For example, Abraham Lincoln and his roommate Joshua Fry Speed slept in the same bed together until Joshua died from dancing too long at a party. The Gatorade's on. While we're waiting, I DVR'd a documentary about the woman who designed all of Pet Summit's blazers. I don't get that. Stereotypes. Uh, Pat Summit was a college basketball coach for the University of Tennessee, and I think the winningest coach in at least women's NCAA history, if not all of NCAA basketball history. Was she also a lesbian? Is that the joke? No. Oh. But the woman who designed her blazers, I don't know why it's been. I don't know. Oh. I, but I think just like the women's basketball fan thing is the is the lesbian uh, stereotype. stereotype part. Yeah. Understood. Understood. There's some shocking artwork in that bedroom. Though. It really is. The picture of uh, Colleen with her hands over mm -hmm. Maria's... Uh, Breast. Yeah. Was uh, Janet Jackson... Was that sort of like... I mean, I know Janet Jackson wasn't the first one. Isn't there a picture of someone oh, doing that with Janet I think Jackson? so, yeah. Similar to that. Yeah. And I'm sure other people have also done it. Yeah. Since also, I loved all the uh, very clearly photoshopped pictures on the, uh, yeah. the dresser and whatever of them in various places. Car wash and... <laughs> Car, yeah. Swimming, Swimming with dolphins. dolphins, yeah. Yeah. Like, the, it's so funny. It's just like, it's like they found some random picture of Elaine Church and just like pasted her head into all these things. Like, it's like smiling. It's really does so look silly. You, Which is part of the joke, I'm sure. And definitely the worst is by far is her being sandy in the grease mm -hmm. at the end. It's like, that, that doesn't look like Elaine Church at all. The first three die on the Yikes. Um, but... I mean, this isn't the first time I've heard a show make a joke about Abraham Lincoln being gay. Oh, that's definitely like But it's a definitely thing. like an ongoing... Like, I think the law cabin Republicans right. are also a thing. But, yeah. Like, Mary Todd was a beard and things like that. Yeah. So. I mean, I've never heard... What, Joshua Speed Fry? Yeah, I've never heard of that person. That sounds like... I don't know if he... I mean, that sounds like that's a real thing they're referencing, in which case that's why why there's yeah. 
like what reinforces a lot of those rumors. Yeah. But I don't well, know. Well, Steven Spielberg didn't tackle it in his Lincoln well, movie. Well, that's so. a shame. Real missed opportunity, Spielberg. We could have had the real true history facts. Mm-hmm. Instead, we just got Lincoln. Oh, kind of, Actually, I didn't see it, so I don't know. But I, I can dull. guess I can it's guess about right. how most of it was. I mean, it was good as a Spielberg movie, so like it wasn't too poorly paced. But it was just, it was longer than I think it needed to be. And it kind of just told a story that we already knew. Just, you know, with a little bit of heightened drama. It was just kind of like, eh, didn't really need it. But Sounds like an Oscar bait. Yup. The flavor of Gatorade is blue. Just Raspberry? The, yeah, maybe. Just the phrase, boil up a pot of hot Gatorade is... Yeah, funny. No, it makes me think uh, the, uh, there's an office joke where Erin... I can't remember the full context, but I think she leaves... I think after Andy, Andy confesses that he likes her, she leaves the office for a bit i think she moves down to florida or she moves somewhere to like a retirement community and she's living with someone she might be related to or a complete stranger i can't quite remember um it's been a little while but she sort of does a very similar joke where um she hands this hand the person that she's living with like a little teacup and she the lady drinks it. she's like "Ooh, what flavor of tea is this she's like I don't know what tea is. I just bought a whole bunch of Gatorade. <laughs> she's like, oh. And then you see her like, politely putting it aside. Like, I'm never going to drink that again. But, yeah, I don't know. How silly. But I'm like, I guess 30 Rock made a boiling Gatorade joke first before the office, but I can't quite remember. Yeah. But maybe it's a popular, maybe it really is a popular thing that people drink boiled Gatorade. I don't see why you would, but to each their own, I guess. Delicious. Maybe. But after Kenneth is coerced into signing the affidavit by Tracy and Jenna back in Florida, uh, we start to get to the truth about Liz and Jack. I apologize. We never had the need for a second bedroom around here. This is usually where I store my woodworking tools and the pottery I make. What's the problem? Lemon, they're just lumpy flowers. Now, I don't know who usually sleeps on which side, so I put a strawberry calcium chew on both night tables for you, Liz. Uh, oh, we're co-workers, we're not, no, Ms. Edwards. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I just assumed that... That's quite all right. A lot of people are making wild assumptions today. Our relationship is purely platonic if Plato had an elderly shut-in aunt. Uh-huh. You know, Plato did have a gay relationship with Socrates. I mean, the only way you're like Socrates is you have the body hair of a Greek man. Are you sure you aren't married? Because this seems pretty married. Uh, Siri, find me the nearest hotel. Finding hookers, is that right? Oh, you don't want to go out. The Vietnam vets are starting to retire. They get antsy at night around all these palm trees. No, that's all right. We can sleep together. Because there's nothing weird about two friends sharing a bed. Right, Jack? Of course not. Her pajamas have a turtleneck. They're from the L.L. Bean Maritime Professional Collection. So, what way do you want to totally normally sleep together? Face to face or butt to butt? Be careful, old mattress. It goes without saying, Lemon, that nothing will happen in this bed tonight. And I am referring, of course, to your... Digestive failings. I'd laugh, but I'm trying not to do the thing that you just referred to. (sighs) 
didn't anything ever happen between us? Good God, Lemon. You're trying to conjure my mother's ghost. You could just shake a jar of coins while praising Jimmy Carter. Now, I'm not saying I wanted something to happen, but why didn't something happen? We spent a lot of time together. We've been drunk together and day drunk together and on the rebound at the same time. And also, you're kind of a slut. I did sleep with Jenna a lot during season three. If I were a different person, would you have hit on me? I understand what you're getting at, Lemon. There was a particularly youth-oriented priest in my childhood parish who went after everybody but me. Even fat Ralph, and he ate his boogers. I felt so unpretty. No, this isn't about appearance, Jack. Did nothing ever happen between us because I'm not fun? Good God, Lemon. Obviously, our relationship, however you define it, mentor-mentee... Sister ploy, work oracle. ...is more interesting than some dating scenario. And obviously, to ruin what we have with a tawdry yet expert sexual encounter would have been a mistake. Obviously, but is it the kind of mistake that I should have made? Tracy told me I haven't lived. You're allowing Tracy to criticize your life choices? Tracy Jordan. Now what? But he's right. I haven't done anything impulsive, ever. I don't have any tattoos or broken bones. I've never been high, except for that choir trip to Montreal where I accidentally ate a pound of marijuana. Also, maybe I was never attracted to you because you're the kind of person who finds a way to talk about herself while lying in my dead mother's bed. Wow. Okay, well, for the record, it's mutual. I wasn't exactly chomping at the bit to be with a middle-aged man with crippling mommy issues. First of all, it's champing at the bit. Horses champ. And second of all, I'm not going to fight in bed with a woman I'm not even having sex with. Why? Is it weird? Of course it's weird. Lincoln was super gay. I don't even want to think about my mother. And I know those pots aren't flowers. They're my mother's vagina. How silly. That's sad. So, there are multiple... Well, I don't know if creepy is the right word, but the paintings are... Somewhat, somehow disturbing. Is it? And they're clearly of Colleen looking at her at an older Colleen. Is that? It's a younger Colleen looking at right. a baby that it looks like older. Colleen. Yes, but it's like I want a that, therapist to analyze right. that and tell me what. Someone that had to commission these paintings and paint them. <laughs> so what? How did that conversation happen? Maybe you really... I want you to paint me. Well, I want you to paint a younger version of me holding a yeah. current version of me, the size of a baby. Yeah. I, uh, I, I guess if you're getting paid enough, you'll kind of do whatever is asked of you, right? That's true. I mean, you got to make your business somehow. Yeah. Maybe that artist business is. That's their specialty: drawing or painting versions, younger versions of people holding older versions <laughs> of themselves the size of a baby. <laughs> Maybe there's a market for that in Florida <laughs> that we're just unaware of. But this is another one of those like Thirty Rock sort of emotional moments where it's not quite undercut and it is like a heartfelt moment in the end it definitely does you know end on a laugh but you know them sort of reflecting on the last seven years of you know why hadn't they got together uh you know was it something that she had done wrong or hadn't done or because of the way she is or the way she looks or whatever um but then also like that whole idea of you know, I haven't taken a chance because I haven't got a tattoo or I haven't got, I've never broke a bone. Like, that's, that seems pretty tame, but I, like, I get where she's coming from. It's like, 
you never quite fully lived just because of like expectations or you know the social you know whatever like everyone around you is doing a thing why aren't you also doing kind of a thing um so it's kind of, it's kind of like again we're in the last throws of this series but they're still sort of <laughs> i know throws that's quite a way to yeah, put it yeah no it, it's a little that's a little so it's dying out but, yeah i mean it is but you know what i mean like it's just like they're still finding ways to sort of talk about these characters or at least analyze these characters a little bit differently than they sort of have because they're they're getting to the point where they don't have any other chance to do so. So it's kind of nice. But also, is it champing or chomping, or has it just become now either works? Yeah, like I, either. I, I think, I mean, Jack is correct about you say champing, champing, but I think it's one of those things that chomping has just become an accepted... Um, yeah, because I've always heard chomping at the bit, yeah. and I guess it was just people used it wrong all the time, and no one corrected anybody. So you just became the accepted term, I guess. Doom, doom. But again, is that is that that is that what like horses are doing when they're like ready to go? They're like they're on their champing at the bit. The two front feet are just like clomp, clomp, clomping, clomping at the bit. I guess is that. Oh. Hmm. And then Jack has his realization, or well, not, not realization because he knew he, it all he along. Finally but... admits that he was looking at his mother's vagina. Oh God! <laughs> Yikes. Also, what a really shitty guest bed to offer up to someone that caves in on the middle. Yeah. Which doesn't really make any sense. Like, is there just no support down there or what? Like, what's going on with that mattress? And it's going to do that. Like, is there no frame? Well, like, you know, the bed you don't really need a second bedroom, so no one's used it in a while. So it's probably an old bed that's been yeah. uh, around for a it's while that no one really shared. uses. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. Here, we have a guest room. You don't want to actually sleep in it, but we have it. Yeah. So while Jenna and Tracy are feeling guilty about having Kenneth sign the affidavit, despite knowing that there are some indiscretions at TGS, and Liz is now in Harry Potter World Jail, uh, Jenna and Tracy do the right thing and try and get an old Kenneth back. Kenneth Parcell isn't signing your precious affidavit. That is a Christmas card from my estranged daughter. Tell him, Ken, if you've ever experienced anything inappropriate at work, just tell the truth. Well, sir? No, Kenneth, you have something in your teeth. I'm just trying to lick it off. Hey, <laughs> do it. I'm your friend. Want to see a porno my cousin is in? Deal I'm going to need to loan you to David Geffen for the weekend. Why do I even take birth control pills if I'm always going to be alone? You might as well take them, Kenneth. You take them! Take them! Now, for days that weren't my birthday, give me Philadelphia. Because I wanted to sound cool, okay, Tucker? Fine. Give me Gary Derrickson. Kenneth gets slapped so much, it's yeah. so sad. Yeah, and gets mistreated and basically whored out to David Geffen. Yikes. The drop of a hat. That's pretty bad. But I do like they subvert the flashback of actually doing new jokes and doing, and you know, like a first person perspective of events that we haven't actually seen. Because they could have easily shown countless just flashback moments of yeah. all the horrible things <laughs> that 30 Rock or has happened at TGS. Yeah. But I think my favorite one of that is just Frank's, you want to see a porn of my cousin in? Is it's called Sex because, Truck. Because it's just like, 
he's so blase about it. He's just like, I'm not even worried about this, but do you want to watch it? Uh, it's just like, Jesus Christ. Now, do you think that's one that Hazel had given him? Oh. Because it's, it's possible, It's right? possible, yeah, based yeah. on what she says later. Yeah. But why does she have a porn his cousin in his well, why she does she know that? not knowing that, he, oh, that's that true. they were related. That's true. She gave it to him, then he watched like, hey, hey that's cousin that. Sally yeah. on the sex truck. Oh, dear. Also, one of the people who slaps him in the video is Twofer. Have we, like... Have we seen two for this season? Because yeah, I really yeah, think was, like he was in an episode. I know the writers' room has been like not featured nearly as much normal season. But I was like, has two for even been in it? I mean, he surely must have, but like, I don't remember him having any lines or any. I any think lines he's or in the Unwind Relax because that's featured some of the writers' room. I think he was in that episode for a couple of scenes. I think there was a Pregnantsman bit in one of the episodes. Governor Dunson, I think he was also in that because they had to do like writing oh, okay. for some, some scenes and stuff. But yeah. yeah. But also, there's also the lawyer that they're even talking with is in his dreams and he's gotten slapped by him, which is like, was that when he was at TGS? Was that while they were getting ready to meet? Like, when did that, when did that slap happen? Well, if you're illegal, you can get away with it. I guess, yeah. You can just say, no, that wasn't me. Yeah. Um, also, let me think, because Hazel references them at the end, like, we haven't seen Grizzin.com much this season, really. They've definitely been in, because I remember them, like, yeah. and they've had lines, but it also seems like they haven't been They were in so last much. week's episode. Yeah. Um, when Tracy was trying to get advice about how to control Octavia Spencer. But other right. than that, they've kind of been very sporadically yeah. used. I just wonder, I wonder if they were last season, like, budget cuts. Because even Frank oh, hasn't sure. been in it nearly as much yeah. as he had in earlier Danny. seasons. Well, you know. Yeah. No, it, it definitely seems like a very streamlined cast. Yeah. Like, Sari hasn't really been around much. Well, she hasn't yet, but I mean, it's been a few seasons. has been around, but not really vital. Yeah. Like, yeah, they definitely seem like they had a lot of cuts. Um, but also, like, only 13 episodes, too. So they probably don't want to spend too many, uh, too much episode, depending on characters. We don't even know how Pete's story ends. We don't care. I don't want to live his life any more than he wants to. Um, but there is a fun visual joke where Kenneth, after he's lied and signed the affidavit, he starts rebelling. And his idea of rebelling is dressing like a 50s rockabilly, I guess is the, the, the that's the term, right? Like that, like pompadour style, yeah. like leather jacket. Um, and then there's a fun visual joke where when he starts telling the truth, they sort of do like a match cut of him putting the glasses down and he's already back in his janitor outfit because... His morality is good now. He's happy. And Yay! She's a positive character. And get TGS canceled. Mm-mm. That's sad. But I mean, it also shows just how corrupt everyone else at TGS was. Because I'm sure there was a ton of people at TGS would easily, you know, tell the truth about how they were mistreated or how others were mistreated. But Kenneth was the one one uh, holdout and. Once all they needed was just one person to tell the truth, to make it all to make it all come down all around them. It's probably happening on lots of shows. It should. I mean, if if your show's that fragile, maybe you should rethink how you handle situations like that. Maybe don't mistreat your employees and your peers. Uh, meanwhile, in Harry Potter jail, Liz and Jack reconcile. I, mean, I guess probably the best word. To describe it, we're coming up on the finale here, though. 
I did it. I tried to live life, and it sucked. I came here without studying the park map beforehand, which is how I ended up in a long line that turned out to just be a crowd of people watching two owls have sex. Then the park started to fill up, but oh, I'm being spontaneous. So I tried to cut the line for the flight of the hippogriff, which is when Duncan here caught me. What is the point? Jack, I am who I am, and I'm never going to change. I'll die full of regrets, like that time I sat next to Richard Grieco on an airplane and just let him read his Hustlers without ever telling him I was a fan. Lemon, you're wrong. People can change. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe when you're 85, you'll find a reason to do something totally out of character. After all, that's what Colleen did. Not to make this about me, but are you admitting that I was right about your mother's late-in-life les-out? I just can't believe it. I know, and a woman of color, too. Good for her. No, not that. I can't believe she was happy. She was Mrs. Silly. <gasps> Sketch idea. At the end, when she said she just wanted me to be happy, I thought she was being sarcastic, because when I was growing up, I thought people who wanted to be happy were weak. Hippies, Italians, kindergarten teachers. But what am I supposed to do with this? I don't know how to be happy. What are you talking about? That's enough of your black Irish nonsense. Of course you're happy. It's never been the goal, Lemon. I mean, the goal has always been money or prestige or when playing hockey. The goal... Jack, in an hour, you are flying to New York City on a private jet to a party celebrating you as Cable Town's next CEO. It's everything you've ever wanted, and Colleen is looking down on you right now, and you're happier than you've ever been. Of course I am. Jack is having second thoughts about the one thing he's always thought he wanted. Mm, now's oh, a good God. time for a series finale. Now's a good time to start questioning everything. Will he be the CEO or not? It's mm. all he's ever wanted, but now he's discovered the joy of happiness. But is it too late for him or too early? Happiness, not just for kindergarten teachers and Italians and hippies. What a, what a bleak outlook on life to think that you can't be happy. Because you have to just earn things. You have to gain wealth and prestige over feeling emotionally satisfied. What a horrible... But I guess, I mean, that's your your nurturing system. Sort of helps structure that ideal. But how sad. Poor Jack. Hey. Uh, in the, the final scene of Florida... The oranges are out of the writer's room uh, as, ha- as, as a happy Kenneth is back to work. And Liz gets some good news, immediately followed by some horrible news. Hello, Beverly. It's just Bev, Liz. My mother died while naming me. Well, I do have an opportunity for an immediate placement. Really? Wow, okay. There is one issue. It's two children, a brother and a sister, and we don't want to split them up. Two? Boy, that wasn't our plan. I know. It's a lot to take on. Why don't you discuss it with that little action figure you're married to? No, no, we'll do it. Are you sure? Yes, we'll take them. We'll take both kids. There you are, Liz. I'm on my way up to see Jack, but as long as I'm still CEO, I want to say two things. One... Did you get a little sun? You're glowing. And two, because of the lawsuit and the PR nightmare and the den of sin you've built here, I have to go ahead and cancel TGS. Next Friday is your last show. Great news, Liz. Kiddiff doesn't have different hair anymore. (laughs) Liz? Liz? 
I thought initially when they did the you're glowing isn't that I mean pregnancy glow is a yeah. thing I thought that's what they were going to set up it was like she's also pregnant and she's uh, going to adopt kids at yeah. the same time but that would be quite a I twist I guess it's just she got because she, she was in Florida yeah. she got some sun but, but that's almost a compliment sandwich right you start with a good compliment and you have a negative but he didn't finish the sandwich it's an open face sandwich Open face to compliment sandwich. Even Hank, even when Hank Cooper is canceling a show, he still does it with a smile and a happy tone. Yeah. He is a dentist in you, but here I'm going to have to cancel TGS. Yeah. But I do, I do kind of appreciate his straightforwardness and like he's the one delivering the message yeah. as opposed to you know someone down the line. But also, but then again, if he's the CEO, like he he it it, it made me think like when he's like, as I as I'm still the CEO I'm gonna cancel but couldn't if Jack becomes the CEO he could immediately uncancel yeah it. I was actually and just then, about to say like if if they he, like weren't didn't know this was gonna be the last season or not right. and they might have gotten renewed that was that would be a way to leave it open like yeah. if Jack is the new CEO then he could right immediately uh, put it back in production yeah. but that's a whip crap ending whip crack. Whip crack. Whip crap is not a word. It's an action. It's a one whip on. crap it's ending. A whip crack ending. Uh, good news followed by bad news followed by, you know. Can Liz innocuous not take the kids now or is she binded to doing that because she said so? Yeah. Well, she hasn't signed any documents That's just yet. True. So she's technically got a way out. But that'd be really shitty to do to someone. But she doesn't have that network money anymore. Yeah. Well, Chris is okay. He's got his van. Yay. That's probably still selling a hot dog. I don't know. We don't know what's going on with him. But what's going to happen next week? Final thoughts on Florida. The, sh- the episode, not the state. <laughs> too much time we could spend talking about Florida. I liked it overall. Like... In a lot of ways, it was right uh, moving pieces around to get to towards closer to the finale. But the revelations that we get in this episode are, I think, like come from nowhere, in a, but in a way that like it's it doesn't it's not come from nowhere, and also like makes so little sense. It's like mm-hmm. because like it's, it comes from nowhere, but it's also like it just work it works with how it with the with what we know yeah. still somehow. Um, and the Hazel thing is just <laughs> silly. So yeah, it's kind of refreshing to like to to have those story elements develop and not treated with you know just constant jokes that's treated with like unbelievability just because we know what the characters like rather than yeah. unbelievability because it's an absurd notion um and they weren't they, they they weren't made fun of for being lesbians they were just although what are schmesbians I think that's just one of those Liz Lemonisms. Lizisms. Lizisms of just like she's created a word that doesn't exist kind of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, But no, yeah, I I agree. I do think this episode is like super fun. And considering we're now two episodes in, we're almost out of the series. You really got to start wrapping those storylines up. So we've wrapped up the Liz and Jack. Will they, won't they? We are very close to wrapping up her baby slash adoption storyline, and now they've created a new storyline and her show being canceled. So, um, well, as always, thank you for joining us on Go Today. If you like what we're doing, rating, reviewing, all that fun stuff, it's going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you in next week's episode, 136, Season 7, Episode 11, entitled A Goon's Deed in a Weary World.
wherein Liz's adoption request is finally approved, but she's too busy trying to single-handedly save TGS from cancellation to notice. Meanwhile, Kenneth tries to help Jack as he tries to choose his successor. But who's it gonna be? Hazel, what's her name? Well, speaking of Hazel, what's her name? That's our credit scene uh, for this episode. It's just more of her deposition. Um, but I feel like this is stuff that's not going to be used yeah. because... It's more incriminating against her than the network or TGS. Yeah. But it's, it's a lot of like great jokes about setups of like, ooh, this is going to be good. Like, like the joke that she has about Frank where Frank kept giving me pornography that I are to giving him. Like, what a re-gifter. And then the line about Grizzin.com that these two big african-americans kept trying to pressure me into joining their uh book club like it yeah it's it's not great for anyone but her or yeah it's it's not good deposition it's not bad for anyone but it, her thank you jesus there we go there, we go. there. david take us out see you next time i showed up without a bra one day and i was viciously harassed until i put on a shirt i once saw kenneth parcel naked it was horrible his body is just a smooth beige tube with a head. Frank Rossitano was always trying to give me pornography that I had given him in the first place. I mean, what a regifter. There were these two African-American giants that were always pressuring me to join their book club. Can I please have a glass of water? Thank you. And I know those pots aren't flowers. They're my mother's vagina. <laughs>